Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It is 135 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Brendan, has the package arrived for us? You can text us at 630-630. This is uh, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. And we are pleased to be joined on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. By Aaron Portsline, who is now with The Athletic uh, for a number of years. He wrote, uh, was it the Columbus Post-Dispatch or the Columbus Dispatch, Aaron? Uh, the Columbus Dispatch. St. Louis is the Post-Dispatch. There we go. We've had this discussion. We've had this discussion once before. Um, tell me this. This team, I mean, what's, what is it about this team that allows them to go on these ridiculous runs? Because last year, what did they win, like 16 games in a row or something? And here we are with the Blue Jackets now uh, coming off a stretch where they won 10 consecutive games. Yeah, you know what, I think it's it's been different things each time. I think last year's 16-game string was this inferiority complex, this needing to prove yourself to the world. If you remember, they had two really disappointing seasons. Uh, well below their talent level. And I think last year with Tortorella, in his first full year, he had built up this really prominent chip on their shoulder. Nobody believes in you. You're the laughing stock of the league. What are you going to do about it? And they came roaring out of the gates. This year has been, has been a little bit different where they've had so many players uh, sort of back to previous standards, not last year. So many guys that are really backpedaled, Winberg and Jenner and Atkinson and uh, Dubinsky certainly, and their games, other than Dubinsky, their games have awakened here in the last month. So they've got depth of scoring. The trade deadline helped them as well. And But you look at the standings now and they've won 10 games in a row and it's still not a done deal in the East. It's still pretty crazy at the bottom. You know, I, I look at the team, and the one thing that crosses my mind is when they when they were on that wicked run last year, Aaron. They were a big, a, a bigger, heavier team that could box you out. They had a terrific power play early in the season. They're a different team. Like they don't have Brandon Saad. They currently don't have uh, Josh Anderson, who I love as a player. Uh, tonight, they're not going to have Nick Foligno. I mean, you take those three players out, it's a completely different look up front. More skill, obviously, with Panarin. they got the tremendous guys in the back end, and their power play is nowhere near as good this season as last year. It really is a very different-looking team, isn't it? It is different, and there's, and there's a couple other guys that I think you would look at as secondary, maybe third-tier scoring that really 
really contribute to that different look. Oliver Bjorkstrand is a tiny sort of dozen guy. Sonny Milano is not small on the on the depth chart on the roster necessarily. Six foot one hundred and eighty five pounds. He plays kind of a a jaunty, flitty, skilly game. He's not a not a, a, a rabble rouser by any stretch. It is a different team, and I think they've struggled with that a little bit. The power play was not good in the second half of last season. It was absolutely abysmal the first 50 games of this season, and it's been just okay since then, but it, it's been about 20% now for a couple of months, so okay, but not like it was in the first 41 of last year where they just, it was an awesome sight to behold and not like anything we had ever seen before in Columbus, Ohio. We're joined by the Athletics' Aaron Portsline, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. For me, the Blue Jackets, it starts in goal. Sergei Bobrovsky, two-time Vesna Trophy winner, one of Scott Housen's best moves, maybe a little bit under the radar at the time that it happened, um, but two Vesna Trophies and a 920 career save percentage, and he has been paramount to this stretch where they've gone 10-1. Yeah, always. I mean, it, it always comes back to to Bob here. I mean, I think there was a stretch when the team wasn't playing very well, but he was just sort of okay as well. But this is a big time of year uh, for him. And really, let's be honest, this whole season, you know about Bob. You know what Bob can do. You know he's one of the best in the league. He's now starting to come into the point of the season where it's time for him to prove himself on a different level. He has historically not been any good playoff goaltender, and I'm being kind, a career 877 save percentage in the playoffs. So it's almost, it's a bit unfair because everything he does in the regular season now is almost discounted and dismissed. And it's just about, yeah, but can he do it in the playoffs? And that's that's the question that's going to be raised here again in the next couple of weeks. That's the standard he's going to be held to now because they're almost certainly going to be an underdog and whoever they play, first round, Tampa Bay, Washington, Pittsburgh, whoever it is, uh, he's going to have to prove himself in the postseason because I know a lot of people are looking at that. Can you speak to the impact of the trade deadline acquisitions of Ian Cole, Thomas Vanek, and Mark Latestu? You almost forgot Latestu. No, I didn't forget Latestu. Um, I was just trying to think of how <laughs> I was going to preface Latestu. Uh, but, uh, you know, the former Bonneville Pontiac out of Western Michigan uh, had a good year last year at Edmonton. Not great five-on-five, five, but I know his minutes have been limited there. But just, I mean, the combination of those three players has coincided with this team going on a pretty good run. Yeah, and, you know, full marks to Yarmulke Kepine and the general manager because he didn't take anything off of the roster to acquire those. And really, Cole has been the big one, I think, uh, in terms of bringing more snarl, uh, certainly some experience. He has paired with David Savard, and they're back to being a really, really good defensive pair again. Thomas Vanek has, has given Columbus a second scoring line, where he has started to work with Weinberg and Boone Jenner, two guys who were sleepy all season. He has awakened their games. That's been a really good line now for a couple of weeks. And Latest is just a stabilizing guy. He knows Columbus. Columbus knows him. They knew that they needed what he could bring to that bottom six, really the fourth line, and some PK duties. He gives them a face-off guy. I think all of these guys have really sort of fit what they needed and helped them in really specific areas. I think the confidence has swollen ever since those guys have joined the ranks as well. Artemi Panarin, is this the most skilled player Columbus has ever had in their lineup? 
I would, it is peak for sure. Sergey Fedorov was awesome. A lot of people forget Fedorov was, was even here. Panarin is an absolutely dynamic player. I mean, the the way that that guy operates at his size, his competitive spirit is is unrivaled. And they they knew that they wanted his skill and they needed players that could score and finish and create out of nothing. That's the one thing that really held them back against Pittsburgh beyond Bobrovsky struggles. They've gotten all of that and more with him. The way that that guy plays, the drive that he plays with, has really been an example to not just smaller guys uh, on the team. I think Bjorkstrand's picked up a lot from him, but also some of the bigger guys. That if you see that guy winning puck battles against players that are four inches and 40 pounds heavier than he is, you better be winning more yourself. He has really elevated this team beyond just the skill level. All right. Well, Brandon Sod's got 17 goals and 34 points this year in 77 games, minus nine. He scored a hat trick, I think, in his first game going back to Chicago. He did have 31 and 24 right. goal seasons with Columbus. So um, the deal clearly has worked out, especially with the way the league has gone as well. But the question I have on Panarin moving forward is he got signed to a two year deal at $6 million. He is up in the summer of 2019. So too is Sergei Bobrovsky. And that is when Rorensky's ELC ends. Now, Rorensky will be restricted, but the other two guys will be unrestricted free agents. That is going to be a huge summer for the Blue Jackets, isn't it? It is, and I think this is going to be a huge summer for the Blue Jackets because there's no way that they wait until next year. I'm not saying that they'll sign extensions this July 1st. They may both want to go into next season, but I know Columbus is going to try, and they have to. There's no way you can let either of those players walk in 2019 without getting anything in return, and I don't think they will. Uh, so Columbus will try this I'm not sure anybody knows where Panarin's heart is. I think Bobrovsky is a little bit more of an interesting situation. If he's, if he's bad again in the playoffs, if he struggles again in the playoffs, are you going to commit eight years and ten million bucks per season? Uh, if that's what he's going to be asking, and probably should, if you compare his his career to Carey Price and build off of that contract, he's in that ballpark. Are you going to commit that to a guy that you're not sure can play in the playoffs? That's why it's so important for them to qualify for the playoffs. So important for them to see what he can do. This will be his third crack with them in Columbus. It's a pretty interesting time for the Blue Jackets. They do have $10 million in expiring contracts. Uh, Jack Johnson, who I've never been the biggest fan of, career minus 112. Uh, Calvert, Vanek, and Latestu all off the books. I think we both envision Latestu re-signing in Columbus on a short-term deal. Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner, restricted free agent. So, too, is Ryan Murray. Where does Boone Jenner move, uh, fit moving forward in this organization? Well, there was much talk about him at the trade deadline as maybe being up on the move this year. I mean, he, he his game has really come to life since then. He was just abysmal offensively all season. Um, you know, at that point, it seemed like he would just be taking his qualifying offer, take the one year, and then come back at it after next season. It may still come to that because his numbers, no matter how well he plays, they're not going to rally him to the point where he's been. I mean, this is a guy that scored 30 goals two years ago. 
So his, I don't think anyone sees him as a 30-goal guy. Maybe Boone himself does, but I think most people see him as a 15-18 to 18 guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started to play in a different way since then. I still don't think that one's going to be a problem. I think it's a very short-term deal, and I think it's a player who feels like he has to prove himself over the whole of next season to get the deal that he wants. When Edmonton went into Columbus, Aaron, uh, that was probably some of the best hockey the Oilers have played all year. Uh, it, it really started about two weeks earlier in Boston. The Oilers uh, rolled McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins each on their own line and went 10-5-1 over a 16-game span. And on that Columbus trip, they pounded Carey Price, chased him in a 6-2 win. Uh, Frederick Anderson was hurt. So they had McElhenney in there, the former Blue Jacket, and he stoned the Oilers. The Oilers had over 45 shots on goal. McDavid was brilliant, could have had five points in that game. Edmonton hit a bunch of posts, lost one nothing, and it was 5 nothing in Edmonton after two against Columbus. Latestu scoring just as the buzzer sounded uh, late in the uh, second period on a shorty. But I want to speak to an incident that happened with about three minutes left in the game. Uh, 5-0 Edmonton after two. You could tell Tortorella was not happy. Felino and Dubinsky in particular uh, were physical. Felino took a run at dry settle. Jujar Cairo was at the end of his shift and got strung out in a fight. They had a battle. Felino won the fight. But then Dubinsky, with two minutes left in a 7-2 game, got into it with Zach Cassian. Cassian cracked his orbital bone. How has Dubinsky been since he came back? And... You know what? Because that was the shortest presser all year, right, that Tortorella did following that game? Correct. Yes. Yeah. What do you call a presser, Bob? It was more like a, a, a statement and a walk-off. There were no questions. Um, yeah, that was, I don't, know, I don't know if you call that the low point of the Columbus season, but it was among them. Certainly, to answer your question, Bobrovsky has not been good. Not been good um, at all. Lost his job, lost his spot in the lineup for a couple of games. Came back just uh, Saturday against the Blues and played, I want to say, almost less than six minutes. Had one shift in the third. Now with Felino injured again, they are going to give Dubinsky a really good chance here to reclaim his spot. I think his confidence has been shaken. I think just the injury alone makes people reluctant to stick their Yes. Nose and face in places where they typically have done so easily before. He's rattled and he has not been good. I talked to Cassian this morning. I talked to Dubinsky as well. And Dubinsky's thing was, I got nothing against Cassian. I'm a big boy. I said I wanted to fight. That's, sometimes it goes that way. Um, I don't suspect anything comes out of it tonight. I know he's not able to fight. Uh, that bone can take a while to fully yep. set. He still wears a visor. Um, it has been a, a devastating season for Dubinsky in many ways. And the fact that they are where they are almost without him is pretty incredible. Well, he's still got three years left on his deal at $5.8 million. Uh, You know what? You want to beat a guy in a fight, you never want to hurt a guy. And uh, that said, those those two guys, uh, Felino and Dubinsky, were the two guys that showed the most anger and frustration with being down 5 nothing. And there was some chirping going on in that game in that third period. I don't see it happening tonight. Aaron, as always, much appreciate your time. Enjoy your uh, brief stay at Edmonton. And uh, enjoy the Western Road Trip, okay? I'll do so. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you soon. You bet. That's Aaron Portsline with The Athletic.
It is 149 in Edmonton. we got another set of tickets to give away for tonight's game. We'll get to uh, this day in Oilers history. We're going to hear comments uh, from Zach Cassian and John Tortorella and Mark Letestu when we come back in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. Edmonton will not have Oscar Clefbaum the rest of the season, as we know. If you listen to the show, Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Curvings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you and receive two times year miles, reward miles, and all your flooring purchases. World Floor Curvings, where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. The best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 48-plus years, Royal Pizza Edmonton owned and operated. Stop for recommendation, the Mediterranean Chicken. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Uh, here we go. We're going to do trivia. Mr. Lube trivia for our third set of tickets tonight. The Oilers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just talked a bit about Brendan Dubinsky. He came over to the Blue Jackets in the highly uh, debated and publicized Rick Nash trade. Who was the other major piece acquired by Columbus from the New York Rangers that now plays with the Chicago Blackhawks that was a part of that deal? Again, up for grabs. A set of tickets to tonight's game, Edmonton and Columbus, as part of Fan Appreciation Night. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. The, by the way, the uh, call-in number, River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 7904960063. New West Travels, this day in Oilers history. We've got a road package here up this fall. Call the register, New West Travel. Visit newestravel.com. March 27th, 1996, Jason Arnott, two assists. The Oilers and the Kings play to a 2-2 tie. Again, we've got the Oilers now roadie to Europe, Sweden and Germany. This fall, see the Oilers play. Register online at newestravel.com. Here we go. Edmonton taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Zach Cassian back in the lineup. He had these comments with Jack Michaels about dealing with an upper body injury. It was one of those things where um, uh, where we're at in the point of the year and um, with what's at stake, it's something you don't want to screw around with. So um, we had to miss a few. Obviously, that's never fun, but back at it tonight. All right, there you go. That's Zach Cassian. It's not a concussion. It was an upper body injury, not a concussion. Mark Letestu has these thoughts on returning to Rogers' place tonight in his second tour duty with the Columbus Blue Jackets playing his former team, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I don't think my impact was that significant to deserve that that kind of a, a welcome. But it is it is fun to be back. Uh, you know, it's the first time I've been in that locker room, so it'll be a different experience out there. It'll be unique for me that that I know, you know, everybody on the other team. Uh, so that's probably another first experience for me. Uh, I've never been traded in season and then come back and play that team like this. But once once the game starts, hopefully that that stuff kind of goes away and it becomes easy. It's Mark Letestu, Ethan Bear, learning on the job. 
No, I've, I've actually uh, I picked up on a lot. Um, there's just the little details, uh, you know, defensively, um, just different ways to close on guys defensively. Like, uh, I've just been going through video with uh, with Jim, and um, yeah, like just the little things like you, you do defensively, good stick, different ways to position your stick, different angles on guys, uh, you know, moving it a lot faster than, you, than you're used to, uh, getting used to that. Um, and at the same time, a lot of communication. There's, you have to talk pretty much the whole time you're on the ice, and you know it's it's a lot different. But you know you you realize how much it helps. That is Ethan Bear of the Edmonton Oilers. John Tortorella had these comments on the strengths of the Blue Jackets. Well, I think of I think of late, and, and I think it's been one of our biggest weaknesses this year, and I think it's been one of our biggest strengths uh, as of late is a team that that's with confidence. Uh, it's a kind of a general term, but I really think we, we've we had a number of guys through most of this year who had career years last year, an 108-point season, really struggle this year. It just has not worked out. Not through lack of effort. It's just one of those years for a number of our guys. I think they have found themselves here. I, I think we've kind of joined in in the locker room at the deadline. Uh, uh, and I and I do think we're playing with a ton of confidence. Even though we lose the other night against St. Louis, it's probably one of our better games we've played out of those ten games we won prior. Uh, so that's the I think that's our biggest strength right now. And I, I think we have a really good goalie, and I think it's a team playing with confidence, and everybody's chipping in. There you go. Two red-hot goaltenders going at it tonight. Sergei Bobrovsky and the Blue Jackets, 931 save percentage over their last 11 games. They're 10-1. and The game they lost was a 2-1 score. The Oilers, Cam Talbot, 7-1-1 at 2.20 goals against average, 935 save percentage over his last nine starts. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself will be back for the City Ford Faceoff Show at 530. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And up next, the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.